Like you can pick up anything, and I think to keep yourself fresh and motivated, try to just pick up different skills. So like once you've kind of mastered one skill set, just try to pick up another skill set. You know, because you can. And don't be scared to fail because no one was born a genius. Or skills are obtained; they're just they're not given. Spotlight is an opportunity for candid conversations with industry professionals, artists, teachers, and students about all things performing arts. The Casper team will chat to practitioners about their processes, career highlights, future ambitions, and the role of the arts in their lives. Dance Australia magazine describes our next artist as a man of many talents. Performing since a young age, he is a versatile and respected dancer both nationally and internationally. He has been a member of the Sydney Catholic Schools Performing Arts family for a couple of years now as an empowering role model for boys' arts enrichment. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Hilton Dennis to Episode 5, Spotlight on Boys' Dance. Hey, thanks for having me. So, Hilton, I was checking out your bio and I was looking firstly at your training and your introduction to dance. It says that you studied many styles at mm -hmm. Brent Street um, and also through high school. Yes. You incorporated a number of styles. What dance style is your favourite? Oh, that's a good question. I think my favourite and most comfortable dance style would be tap, I would say, because I feel like... I can tap for days, pretty much, and that's what I've been performing in different um, circus shows for the past couple of years. So tap would be my, my most comfortable and favourite. And I also like hip-hop styles, like popping and waving, and also I love uh, learning new choreography and new styles that choreographers offer. Yeah. So... Who inspired you to dance and where did this love begin? You mentioned tap as yeah, well, tap was, a young age. Yeah, tap was one of my first styles that I picked up. And then from tap, I got into jazz. And from jazz, I got into contemporary. From contemporary, I got into ballet. And yeah, and that's kind of been my progression through all the different traditional dance styles. So when I finished high school, which was uh, TDHS, which was a talent development high school, very niche, uh, performing art school. I only had five kids in my class and what we did, we'll train for three hours a day and then we'll study for three hours a day and then on top of that I did some extra dance classes um, after school so I really had a really extensive training. Really honed your yeah, craft? Yeah, doing yeah, something yeah very like honed in my craft at a young age so by the time I graduated there was no need for me to do full-time dance studies. So what I was lacking was technique. So what I did was I did ballet contemporary for a year. And then straight out of that, I went and did So You Think You Could Dance season one, 2008. That's right. And you were in yeah. the top 20. Top 20, yeah. I made top 20, which was awesome, which was an amazing experience. And yeah, kind of like gave me a platform. Like people started to recognize who I was from being on TV as myself, which was cool. And then from then, I just began to dance for different artists, did some musical theatre, was in West Side Story 2010 Australian tour, danced for many different artists like Tim and Maddox, 
Lily Allen, all the international musicians and artists that come through and perform on our national television series like The Voice or So You Think when it was on and X Factor. So I did all those commercial dance uh, jobs, yeah. yeah, which was kind of which was a great experience. And then from then in 2013, I got introduced into the circus world, which is a complete different type of realm wow. of performance. So yeah. how does that happen? How do you go from commercial, commercial dancing to, to like circus? circus? Yeah, well, it was really random. Like my brother met the director in Melbourne and the director needed a performer that was quite versatile and open to experiment and create new things. And that's where your yeah, training and that's where my training came, in. came into play. And that's when I met up with a director named Scott, very cool dude. And he told me the concept of the show. And the next minute I got a call saying, yep, we're starting. And I went to Melbourne, did four weeks of creation there. And then toured with the show for the last seven years around the world internationally. And also jumped onto different shows that he created as well because we had such a good working relationship. It was very easy for me to jump and help uh, create content for other shows. So that was really, really cool. So I'm going to back you up a little bit. Yeah, I know yeah. a lot of our um, dancers would be wondering, how do you get these gigs? I love to dance. Totally. I'm doing a lot of styles. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the process of from process? school into the, the commercial. World? Yeah, I think it was good. Yeah, yeah. So from school, I think the, the main thing is, is like being a good person, like being a good human being, being respectful and professional, you know, you're there to do a job, rock up on time, do your job to your best of your ability and be respectful and kind to everyone. I think also too, being able to market yourself is, is great as well in this new age of social media. It's always good to have a platform, like a, a presence on those platforms. But what is also important is word of mouth. Like people talk about you, like if you do a good job, people will know and they'll talk to people and recommend you to do other jobs. That's how a lot of my work comes through. Like I normally just get a phone call and they know my, my skill set and then we just go from there. So what about in the audition room? Process in the audition room, the best thing to, to do for any audition is prepare. Be well prepared. Know what the job that you're going for and just prepare yourself for it. Leave no corners unturned and give your best shot. And nerves always come into play, but switch that nervous thought into energy, into excitement, because they're kind of like in the same realm. Give it your all. And also don't be afraid of being rejected as well, because that's that happens a lot in our industry. And I feel like people don't talk about the rejection side of things and how that can affect your mental health. For me, I've always, there's a quote that always stuck with me, it was like, the fear of rejection is worse than rejection. You know what I mean? So you better give it your best shot and go for it so you're not left out and just like you feel like you've just, you went for it, you know? Because you only get, sometimes you only get one opportunity right. at things. I, uh, I read once that fear is an acronym <coughs> of false evidence appearing, appearing real. real. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So exactly. I, I think that that's a, a great mindset to take into an audition. Yeah. I'm thinking about the inexperienced dancer who goes yeah. into a dance room, walks in. Yeah. What's the first thing that happens there? Normally, uh, what would happen is there'll be a choreographer there. They'll speak to you 
And then if it's a dance one, they'll start with the choreography straight up. And in this process, don't be afraid to ask questions because you're there to learn the routine to the best of your ability in a very short amount of time. So that time is crucial. So make sure that you understand that that process is for you to learn the, the material. And when it's time to execute it, just execute it the best that you can. There's usually a callback, though. Yeah, callback. Normally there's a callback and stuff like that. But, yeah, I find that some people that go into the auditions for the first time, they're nervous to ask questions or, like, get as comfortable as you can in that audition room before you execute the choreography. Fantastic. Great advice there. Mm. So, obviously, you're incredibly versatile as a performer. Yeah. How many hours a week do you train to keep your physical fitness up? So for me, I personally like to do some sort of physical activity five times a week, depending on how I feel. But I also am very aware of recovery. When I do my training, I don't always train to fatigue. You know what I mean? I don't train to break my body. I train to progress and improve my skill set, you know? I find to maintain that, and Yeah, to maintain and sustain at a, at a certain level. Because I'm like 31 now. I'm still in great shape, but I, I plan to keep on performing at, at least to my 40s or 50s. And, I'm, and in my journey, I met some really amazing contortionists, male 40-year-old contortionists. And that's been my inspiration, to be honest. Like, if I thought that I had a, like, a tough day... I look at this guy next to me contorting at 40 years of age, didn't start uh, training contortion until he was 23, couldn't touch his toes at 23, and became a contortionist. So that's my inspiration. Every time I feel like I can't do something, I'm like, this guy's doing that. I can do what I can do. Like, you know. That's the perfect segue. Our our main spotlight today is on boys and dance, and certainly the physical rigor that comes around that. So what's the physical aspect for training as a male in the circus, particularly when we're looking at, like, some of those core skills of strength, flexibility, balance, coordination? How do you... Yeah, I would say, like, for me, it's, like, strength, uh, mobility, flexibility, coordination, and, of course, balance, too, depending on what sort of skills you're going for. If you have all those five things, you, you, you'll be good. And then you can specialize in different um, apparatus. So for me, I started picking up straps, which is mainly, it's, uh, it's kind of like rings, but it's, it's different straps. You wrap it around your wrist and it's a lot of upper body strength and like calisthenic strength which is just lifting your body weight. And that's been a really good experience and also like a new skill to add to my back pocket because I believe like some people stop diving into different things at a certain age or think that at a certain age you can't can't do it because you're old. Like you can pick up anything. And I think to keep yourself fresh and motivated, try to just pick up different skills. So like once you've kind of mastered one skill set just try to pick up another skill set you know because you can like why not absolutely yeah yeah here's a a bit of a challenging question perhaps yeah dance can sometimes be perceived as as a gender specific art form yeah yeah and this stereotype thankfully is being dispelled as we see artists like yourself as such incredible role models yeah so how important is it to you personally to highlight 
the fact that boys can dance too or that, in fact, it's so empowering as a male to be able to investigate this realm. Oh, totally. I think it's super powerful to, like, be able to dance and express yourself and move in different ways and be coordinated and connected to, like, you know, music and, and expressing yourself and also just, like, finding a partner, like female partner or male partner, whatever you decide to do, to dance with. And I think it's great. I think dance is an international language. Everywhere you go, every different culture has music and dance. It goes hand in hand. And I feel like boys get scared of dancing because of the ballet thing, you know what I mean, wearing tights and stuff. But, like, I think, like, ballet is one of the hardest dance forms out there. And it combines, like, all those elements, like strength, coordination, flexibility, you know. Stamina. Stamina and everything. And it's really important in dance, like, that classical background helps you out in so many other things because it teaches you about line and control, core strength, all these really valuable You're able to techniques. transfer the skills. And you can transfer those skills, skills across yeah. the board. But now there's also, like, the movement thing as well, like a new realm of exploration, which is, like, more movement-based, which is also cool. So what specific styles would you be referring to? Oh, like, I think, like, movement-based stuff is kind of, like, getting inspiration from, like, animal movements as well. Like, you see people like Idal Portel exploring different ways of moving and staying fit, where it's not in your traditional sense where you just go to the gym and lift weights. It's more kind of, like, movement-based, like, having a tennis ball and, like, using tennis balls to work out, you know? Things like that, like, random things like that or, like, a skipping rope, using skipping rope in different ways to get a workout. It helps with coordination and all these sorts of things. Like, I'm no expert. I just watch from a distance and, like, pick pick up things that I like and that Using other um, stimulus to generate movement ideas. Totally. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. How important do you think it is for boys to have access to dance education in a school context? Yeah, I think it should be part of a school context for sure. Like learning how to move your body is a necessity. Like I think that people should get introduced to it at a young age and continue to do it throughout their whole lives because the one thing that's always that you're always going to have is your physical self, is like your body. And to be able to maintain that for as long as you can in high maintenance, it's just beneficial to yourself. Did you ever experience any challenges or Mm. setbacks as a a male dancer in a school context? In a school context? So I'm not talking so much when you were specialising because you were in a performing arts space. Yeah. Any experiences uh, in primary school primary or in school. a regular high school where... Yeah, I was, like, for me, I was fortunate enough to not get bullied or anything like that because of my dancing. I was always seen as a cool kid because I could dance because I had, like, a little bit of dancing background and at the, like, school parties, <laughs> I could dance, you know what I mean? So it was kind of like... And everyone you pull else, out your best moves. I pulled out my best moves, you know? It made me popular, to be honest. You know, me and my mate... We used to just come up with little dance choreography, like seriously, like and break it down in the <laughs> in the circle, like little dance school events, you know. So I was fortunate enough to not be, um, yeah, I guess bullied because of my dancing and, background, and also in an accepting environment. I mean, and life I was, anywhere, yeah, being in, in, an in a positive accepting space, totally for people to be themselves and express themselves. Exactly, makes all the difference. Oh, definitely. 
If you could give advice to your younger self, what yeah. would that be? I would say just keep doing what you're doing, man. Like, always follow your heart and your intuition and your passion, I would say. The only thing I would say was to maybe get into music a little bit earlier. That's for me, just personally, because I love music and I wish I dived into it just a little bit earlier, just so I can understand different things. So do you mean in terms of musicality and the way that you physically move or just across styles and genres for different Yeah, I guess inspiration? in terms of, yeah, like learning like music theory. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I feel like at one time, like when I got injured and like I tore my meniscus and I had to get surgery, minor surgery, but during that time I studied music just because it's one of my passions and like understanding music helped me dance because you understand how like the different layers of music there is like and and then when you understand the different layers you can choose different layers to dance to does that make sense yeah, absolutely you know the, what i mean the structure, the structure of, the of the music you know and you also like you need a basic structure like have the different, musical elements the that musical cross elements over, like that cross over, like dynamics the, of it. The dynamics of it, like the, the melody line or, you know, the percussion uh, sounds or, you know, hitting the, the, the lyrical content of the song, you know what I mean? There's just so many things That's you why can it's the number one out. stimulus, right, for dance is working yeah, from the music. T- totally. So I'm looking now at some of your credits that you have worked with many of Australia's leading choreographers with some of your stage credits, including Le Grand Cirque and the Australian tour of West Side Story, which yeah. you mentioned, um, that you've done a number of film clips, um, TV and live performances with artists like Flight Facilities, Jess Malboy, Natalie Bassingthwaite, you've mentioned Lily Allen already, Fergie, Adam Lambert. Mm. And then you're currently travelling the world with this theatrical modern circus show. Mm. Is it Limbo? Yeah. Or Limbo Unhinged and Life the Show. Are they three separate shows the, with that one artist that you were speaking about, yeah, one director? Three different about? shows, yeah. Same director across all of those shows, yeah. How much has working with this one director impacted you as a dancer? Oh, hugely. Like, just being in a different environment with different artists that are highly skilled in their own forms. So, like, in my cast, I had, like, one of the best handstand balances in the world. I had a sword swallower from New York. I had a contortionist from New York as well. And I had, like, this uh, straps aerial artist from Spain. And I had this French Chinese pole artist as well. And then I had these amazing musicians. I was touring with these bunch of people for like a good five years, like solid. And so I've just learned so many different skills from each one of those performers. Just from collaborating. Just from collaborating and just being in the same room as them, you know. I just picked up all these different tips and, and, and things from all these really amazing people. Now, obviously, you're working in a highly skilled environment. Yeah. But how is there any room for improvisation or your ideas in the creative process? Or yeah. how much of it is Purely, set and scripted? Like? Totally. Well, with the Limbo, it was very much a big collaboration. Everyone contributed to the piece. My friend told me this great quote was by Aristotle, which the sum of the whole is greater than its parts. And that's what it was. It was a real collaboration between artists. So I had freedom to input my ideas 
especially during my act as well, which was mainly a tap dancing act. And for that show, I was also a choreographer as well. Um, and the thing with me, what I learned too, was I was working with non-dancers. So at the time, I had to make choreography that these performers can execute that's not too easy and not too difficult. So that was a really good challenge for me. Yeah, trying and to make it accessible. Yeah, make it accessible, skills. everyone. And also, like, I was also choreographing to original piece of music. So I was really fortunate to have the, the musical director there playing the music while we come up with the movement. And that's what they did back in the day in the 1920s. Like, a lot of movement was created with a choreographer sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. So that was a really good experience uh, with the composer. With the composer, yeah. my bad. <laughs> yeah, you know. So that was a really good experience for me. Yeah, the true artistic process. Yeah, totally. Space. It's always about the process, you know. The process is the main thing. Like the final version of the thing will be what it is, but you got to trust the process and be present in the process. Well, that's where the real learning takes place, right? Yeah, definitely. So if you could choose anyone to collaborate with. Who would be up there for you? To be honest, I would collaborate with anyone. I haven't <laughs> really got like a, a like someone that could tell you straight off the bat, like because you just never know who you're gonna meet around the corner that's gonna be have amazing skill sets that you can collaborate with and create something new and push art to different levels, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I've found. What about as a young boy yeah. um, who had an obvious love of dance and went across? Were there yeah. any strong Role models? Role models for you. Yeah, definitely. Like Michael Jackson, obviously, you know what I mean? Usher, Justin Timberlake, Mario, Tupac as well. Like he was a very well-rounded artist all around. Yeah, so a lot of different people influenced my my taste and my style and, yeah, what I like. And having seen your work, certainly in schools and with our... um, young male students too, we see you bring and share a lot of these gifts and your own particular style. Yeah. um, How how do you feel knowing that your choreography and your um, teaching of these skills, the passing on of this knowledge to um, younger generations is having an impact? How does that make you feel? It makes me feel great. You know what I mean? It makes me feel good because I always think when I'm teaching someone's like, I always put myself in their shoes. Like I think I like, what would I teach myself? at that age so I can be better than I am today. And that is the perfect segue to the final question of this interview. What are your top three tips for boys who love to dance and who are thinking maybe I'd like to have a fun life and join the circus or dancing shows or really move outside of my comfort zone but doing something that I love? So what are your top three tips? Top three tips, I would say, one, research. Yeah, research what you want to do, and then trial it out. Two, whatever you do, be disciplined at it, be consistent at it. Because without those two things, you're not going to go that far. If you don't have consistency and discipline, then it's going to be hard because you're not good, your progress has got to slow down. And then three would be the passion. Love, love it. Like, be passionate about it. Be open-minded to, like, hear things out and trial and error. And don't be scared to fail because no one was born a genius or skills are obtained. They're just, they're not given. They're really not given. Some people might have find it easier to pick up things, but I really believe that 
you have to work for these skills and to obtain these skills to reach these different levels, you know, because there's always levels to everything. Hilton, yeah. you are a joy to watch move. You yeah. are an entertainer. Yeah. You are a teacher. Yeah. And you are an inspiration not only to boys but to girls because you're yeah. a kind, decent human being who lives by those morals and advice that you've just suggested. We've yeah. seen it firsthand. So thank you so much for Absolute joining pleasure. us. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me, for real. Yeah.